0: I grew up watching the original Mr. Food, Art Ginsburg, do his tips on TV. I loved them, and I loved when he would say, oh, it's so good. (laughs) That was a bad impersonation. But Howard Rosenthal is continuing the brand, and he's here to talk to us today about Mr. Food Test Kitchen's book, Hello Taste, Goodbye Guilt. Welcome, Howard. How are you?
1: Thank you so much.
0: Hey, those are big shoes to fill, aren't they?
1: They are. You know, I've been part of the Mr. Food family for over 20 years and you know we've traveled together I you know sort of oversaw all of the production of the show and our cookbooks for all that time I have a background in restaurants and I had a man catering business for almost just shy of 20 years so you know our philosophy of quick easy no nonsense that Mr. Food created years ago is just going forward and people say are you the new Mr. Food? No, I'm just carrying on the legacy as, you know, Howard from the Mr. Food Test Kitchen and we have Patty and Kelly and... We're really excited. I mean, the the brand continues to grow because I think people like what we have to offer. You know.
0: Oh, don't it, have to, it stays don't have time. exactly that whole concept stays really fresh. And you know, it's funny as involved as we all get in sort of um, higher end cuisine or sort of you know adventurous cooking. Day in day out, people are looking for an easy solution for something delicious to get on the table. But your new uh, book is getting rid of the guilt. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. How did that happen?
1: Well, you know, for a number of years, we've always had a real affinity and passion for helping people who have diabetes be able to eat the things that they maybe feel they shouldn't eat, but that, that still fit into their lifestyle. You know, so often, you know, we'll pick up a book, and they'll say, oh, this book is great because, you know, it's good for your heart or whatever, and it's so predictable. We all know we can eat a salad and grilled salmon and grilled vegetables, but that's, we're not going to stay on a diet like that day in and day out for any length of time. We're going to get bored, and we want the comfort foods. We want the chicken pot pie, and we want to have a piece of brownie, and we want the pulled pork sandwiches and things that taste really good. So we're, we don't, we're all different. We want to eat the same types of things. We just want to be able to do it and still meet the dietary guidelines and exchanges the fitted of uh, a diabetic diet.
0: And and you know, all of us would do well on a diabetic diet. I often when we talk about uh, you know, books that have been written for diabetics or, or plans for diabetics, honestly all of us would do well uh eating that way for it's sure. Heart healthy. Heart Ex-
1: healthy eating is never going out of style.
0: Exactly, exactly. And and if you're not suffering from diabetes, perhaps you can, you know, have that occasional treat that's that's not in that plan. But I, I love this idea. So how did you go about adapting the recipes to be? diabetic friendly?
1: You know, we took recipes, we really reached out um, on mrfood.com. We have a, a viewer follower, you know, fan base of just shy of 2 million unique visitors a month. So we, have, we communicate with a lot of people on a monthly basis. And, you know, if you listen to what people share with you, it's pretty easy. So we said, you know, we want to do more to help um, people who have diabetes and they said we just don't want, like I was saying, the predictable things. Mm-hmm. So we asked them and we what kind of things are you looking for? So we took those kind of recipes, the comfort food, the the feel good, the things that I would maybe take to a potluck and lightened them up to the point of still having the taste. Obviously this is published by the American Diabetes Association, so you know it's meeting the guidelines of right. of what they're looking for. And it the book took us a lot of time it was testing and retesting and tasting and triple testing again until we got really where we are and the reviews have been really unbelievable so and we're really excited we can help so many people. It's amazing, and
0: there's over 150 recipes, so you won't get bored quickly, but one of the things that you talk about in the book is portion control, and you have some great tips so that people can kind of look at everyday objects in their life and help them understand portion control. Can you share some of that with us?
1: Absolutely. You know, it's so hard when someone says, well, you know, you have to eat three ounces of broccoli or four ounces of meat. Well, look, I'm in food, round food all day, and I don't know what that means, but if I say you're Protein, your meat, your chicken, your beef should be the size of a deck of playing cards. I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, my portion of broccoli or cauliflower should be the size of a standard light bulb. I can identify with that. So, we add all these little tidbits throughout the book, and there's a whole section in the front of the book of common sense things that you're going to do because it shouldn't consume you cooking and this lifestyle, it should be something that just becomes very secondary and, you know, the, you need the tools, and if you make it easy, you make it fun, and you make it, and you illustrate it, you're going to remember it. No one wants to read a bunch of literature about, you know, four ounces of this is equal to a size 3 by 6 by 12. Yeah, no,
0: it no gets one. hard. It's funny. I was doing a, a diet one time trying to drop a few pounds, and my daughter walked into the kitchen as I had something on my kitchen scale, which I generally use for baking. I mean, it's it's a, it's important to have. And she said to me, "Oh." God, I hope I never have to weigh my food in life. <laughs> and I have to laugh. I thought out of the mouths of babes. But you know, you're, you're giving these things like the deck of cards, the light bulb. That does sort of stop a person from having to, I mean, you know, weighing something for what you're going to sit down to dinner for it sort of takes a little bit of the fun out of it. I know another eye opening one is, is cheese. Uh, a serving is, I think I'm understanding about the size of a pair of dice.
1: It is. I mean, because it's so rich, you know, obviously it will vary on the type of cheese. And using stronger cheeses, you know, the Parmesans and the Feta that have more of a flavor versus a mild cheddar, what are you going to do? You're going to use more cheese, which has more fat and calories, yep. because you're looking for the taste. Yep. And even, you know, the American Diabetes Association doesn't shun and say never have sugar because that's not realistic. Because, what you, you know, years ago when all the sugar free cookies were really popular, People would eat six, seven cookies trying to satisfy their desire. Better to have one Oreo than 12 cookies because the sugar is just replaced with more fat and more carbohydrates, and that's not any better for you.
0: Yeah, when they take something out, they put something else in, and that's generally not a a good alternative. Well, you know, what about the grocery store? As you mentioned, you know, perhaps it's a good idea to bypass the sugar-free aisle, but what tips do you have for grocery shopping?
1: You know, when it comes to grocery shopping, obviously if you're shopping around the outer, you know, section, you're doing much better. I mean, make sure you, you know, hit that dairy aisle where you're picking up, you know, not the sour cream, the maybe, you know, get the reduced fat, the yogurt, great replacement for traditional sour cream. You know, your meat case, there's lots of lean cuts of meat that you can use. Don't have, don't go to all the processed items if you don't need to. Mm-hmm. The frozen food aisle Sometimes it's more convenient to have a frozen vegetable on hand versus buying that fresh three, four, five days ago, going to use it. And by the time you use it, it's already spoiled. Right. So, you know, and they're picked and frozen the same day. So quality is really there. So take advantage of frozen food and a lot less sodium than the canned aisle and things like that. And, of course, obviously, fresh produce is a great option as well.
0: Well, that's the other thing. All of those nutrition labels, and you've got some good tips for reading through those. Any any advice there?
1: Well, the nice thing is when you are doing, you know, and we hear this from our readers and viewers all the time, that, you know, if I look on a package hypothetically, of frozen green beans, I know what the calorie count is. It's easier for me to control that than by buying fresh, because there is no nutritional information on fresh produce. Right. So it just makes it a little easier nutrition-wise that now I have guidelines in front of me. Now I'm learning what's better and not, and I can control it. Um, And you're going to find what's right for you. You have to work with your healthcare professional, your nutritionist that you work with to find what's right and where you can indulge a little bit, because if you don't indulge, you're going to fall off the bandwagon. Yeah,
0: very true. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Howard Rosenthal of the Mr. Food Test Test Kitchen, and we're talking about their latest book, Hello, Taste, Goodbye, Guilt. And I want to know, Howard, what are some of your favorite recipes in the book?
1: There's a bunch in here, but um, we do a a dessert that's really unbelievable, and it's sinfully easy and decadent at the same time. We do a layered chocolate chip bomb that takes sugar, reduced sugar cookies, chocolate chip cookies, almost like a Chips Ahoy kind of thing, mm-hmm. dipping them in fat-free milk mixed with strong black coffee and layering them with a frozen whipped topping, alternating them in a bowl. Mm-hmm. When you freeze the whole thing and when you cut through these layers, the cookies sort of mush, get dissolved. You end up with the most decadent, it tastes like some fancy French dessert. And it has four ingredients.
0: Oh, see, there you go. So this when you slice it, are the layers pretty? or Yes,
1: oh, so it's gorgeous. They're, okay. they're pretty, but they're softened as well, so it's not like you're cutting through hard cookies. right. And just really great. We do a sweet and salty raspberry bar in the book, mm. which you probably had growing up, and it's got a pretzel crust, so it's pretzels and a margarine crust, and then it's got like a, almost like a cheesecake layer made with reduced fat, you know, cheese, and then it's topped with a raspberry, like, gelatin layer. And you cut these into squares. Great for, you know, upcoming holidays, serve Thanksgiving, potluck, you know, church dinners,
0: and, and you know what I hear in those recipes, Howard? Nobody's suffering here. Those sound like they Not are very all. decadent. And I know that you shared a recipe with me for overstuffed portobello mushrooms that I'm going to put on amystable.com. And I'm also going to put a link to the Mr. Food Test Kitchen site and the American Diabetes site, which is www.diabetes.org. But you've got to check out this book, Mr. Food Test Kitchen's Hello Taste, Goodbye Guilt. And Howard Rosenthal, thank you so much for chatting with us today.
1: Mr. Food said at the end of every one of his segments. Let's say it together. Okay.
0: Ooh, oh, it's so good. Thank you so much. Thanks, Howard. Thank you. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. q